0: This week on the Patriot Acres Farm Brewery Podcast, we talked to Rory Flood from Cult Classic Brewing down in Kent Island, Maryland. All right, so I'm sitting here today with uh, Mr. Rory Flood from Cult Classic. Now, is it just uh, Cult Classic Brewery?
1: Uh, Cult Classic Brewing Company is the oh. official DBA.
0: Okay, okay, because I know a lot of times... Uh, it's different for everybody it's either brewing company or brewery or it could be uh, a handful of other terms at the end of the actual name Um, so we're gonna have a little discussion today Rory's actually I guess my first interview Um, if you sat through or uh, um, had to deal with the first uh, podcast we did it was a little bit dry hopefully this is a little bit better so right now, uh, Rory, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking uh, an Equals beer. It's a blood orange IPA we designed um, down at the brewery to get us through the summer and apparently the fall and now the winter.
0: Nice, nice. And Rory did bring extra beer, so I'm drinking the Cult Classic, the IPA When the Earth Stur- Stood Still. Is there a? It's a juicy mosaic IPA. Is there a, a little story behind that as well?
1: Yeah, so Cult Classic, um, our theme is... Uh, kind of cult classic retro movies, um, which is a small but passionate following, um, is what we go by. And uh, we did a bunch of uh, artwork from um, great movies from back in the day that are now copyright free. So we had a little fun with that. And then for that specific beer, that's that's our double feature. It's double Whirlpool, uh, double dry hopped, um, double IPA.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's, I see the 8.3% alcohol, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. And it's funny you kind of, you bring that up, um, what you started with, because that's my first question. You know, what's cult classic all about?
1: Um, I would say, well, we love beer Uh, more than anything. We started as a brewery with um, just just seats and uh, beer to drink and some popcorn. Um, <laughs> we've had a we've had a busy couple two plus years, um, but our big thing is uh, music and movies. We love live music and movies, entertainment. So we built a custom performance room that seats about two hundred people. Um, and on top of that, we do movie screenings in there as well as just really do everything we can to promote the live music that uh, comes off of the Chesapeake Bay.
0: And, and game shows. Oh yeah! Oh
1: yeah! <laughs> if it's and, weird, we do it.
0: <laughs> all, all kinds of other stuff i know uh we've um been down there for for a couple events that uh went okay
1: <laughs> I, I thought they went swimming <laughs> late. you guys did a fantastic job on really
0: <laughs> but um yeah we've uh, been down to cult classic numerous times um always had good experiences you have the farmer's market which is a nice draw where you know people can come down i don't I don't know how that ended up at your place. Can you shed some light on that?
1: Sure, yeah. So there was this virus going around at the beginning of the year called COVID, um, uh, COVID-19. COVID And uh, all indoor um, markets and businesses were closed right in um, the middle of March, right around St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we have a massive old grocery store that we converted. So it's 25,000 square feet inside and about 30,000 30, square feet outside on our side parking lot, um, plus we do about another 100 parking spots out front. So we were approached um, because we had the space and the Ken Island Farmers Market uh, relocated and came up and um, within a couple days were set up with us and we've been working together for seven months now and we're getting ready for the winter. So we're hoping to move those folks indoors, um, hopefully as early as next week if possible.
0: Oh, I didn't even think you guys were gonna do that. That's, that's pretty nice. Shawna's joining us now. Say hi, Shawna. Hello.
1: Look at all that cheese. everybody says
0: that. She just brought a batch of soap in. Uh, I guess she'll label and have available for everybody. Um, But the farmer's market outside, now it's a game changer and bringing it inside, Um, they can still continue on, which, um, you know, that probably worries some of the small business owners that do come down there so you guys really are saving grace for um, a lot of those small businesses that are looking to kind of I guess power through the winter and hopefully stay dry stay warm things like that you'll still be able to have people come inside um, um, drink beer and everything while they shop with some of the Uh, Farmers, market, small business owners, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah, we found that a beer or two really loosens the wallet and helps the (laughs) local economy. Um, So we have uh, essentially essential uh, vendors with us, which is our farmers, um, produce, meat, dairy, um, and then uh, bread, of course. know because there wasn't bread and um eventually we'll probably have some local toilet paper producers and people like local toilet paper too
0: (laughs) some some hemp toilet paper producers oh yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: that'll that'll chill you out that'll calm your butt down
0: (laughs) now we've been down to the farmer's market numerous times uh enjoyed the beer enjoy walking around with the beer um We enjoyed Lion Distilling. I think we've uh, picked up stuff from them a couple of occasions. Shauna likes the gin, so definitely swung by there. And then after perusing through the farmer's market, we come inside and then we get more beer and we get some of your chicken wings normally, which um, your um, menu is very nice. Um, So what do you have on your menu right now that you recommend for people?
1: Uh, well, we uh, when we converted the kitchen in um, March to be able to do food that transports better, we moved to Jumbo Wings, uh, which you guys have tried. We have lots of cool and fun flavors. And they are massive wings. And then um, and pizza, we do fresh, uh, fresh pizza. We do the dough, the dough in-house. Um, we make it all, toss it. And so we're basically just a WAP wings and pizza menu. Nice.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so we've kind of talked about cult classic and what's going on down there Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you specifically do at
1: the brewery Uh, certainly i worked in higher education for about 15 years and i've spent the last uh oh man almost 10 in beer now Um, (laughs) i left higher education and i got an incredible um, position with flying dog brewery out in frederick and they are really leaders in the state, and really ac- across the country, they're one of the um, the most significant brands that you can find that really um, really knows what it's doing and who it's talking to. I don't
0: think they get a lot of credit, and but you know, talking to people like you, I think you know when you talk about what they've done and what they're currently doing, um, a lot of people don't realize that yeah. they're like an unsung hero out there in Frederick.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they brought. Um, I mean if nothing else they're a training ground for um, for the beer industry out here because they they bring people in from all different industries when i got hired i came from a college background and um, two of the people who started the same day as I did, one guy worked on cars out in California who was then becoming a cellarman um, and, and running the lines down there. And we had another guy who was um, becoming a brewer who had moved up from a much smaller brewery out on the West Coast. So they, they're pulling from all over the place. It's not just people who are indoctrinated in beer from, from birth. <laughs> now, is, is, that,
0: is that on purpose
1: yeah, I, I, they're really about building the, the team out there, and they understand what it takes, the the kind of people you need to be able to work with each other, so they're looking for hardworking people, and they're also looking for people who jive with each other, who can communicate well, who you know, don't get frustrated and... And they do a really, really great job of it. They put put cool teams together and the the teams interact well and they give the employees a lot of opportunity to uh, have a say in the brand with things like their Brewhouse Rarities Program, um, where employees can make pitches for the beer for the upcoming year and then they'll roll out um, anywhere from like six to 12 of those um, over the next year through the pilot system and and beyond. Because
0: they do have some of those uh, crazy beer uh, flavors out there, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I had an a Irish Coffee Stout um, this March, uh, which is a great drink and it translated really well to the beer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I see them around in some of the beer stores. They have the weird artwork and they do have some uh, flavorful looking uh, beer um, on the shelf. So, that's pretty cool. So, um, with all that being said, what do you specifically do at Cult Classic?
1: uh i am uh i was brought on to start uh bringing events to the brewery right as we opened um we opened our performance space and so i i do a lot of the communication with um, private rentals and booking music comedy uh, movies um, game shows and other weird events that we do and we try to keep the roster pretty full to give people a lot of excuses to come in and enjoy the beer um, and then on top of that we're a very small crew so everybody does a little bit of everything I get to um, I get to be part of the packaging crew every week when we're putting cans and kegs out um, and then you know sometimes you got to sling beer behind the bar or sometimes you just get to scrub toilets at the end of the night which mm. you know it's the, the joy of owning a business Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so say I'm a musician or I do something else that would like to be showcased at your uh, venue how would I get in touch with the brewery in order to possibly be considered to you know perform or take part at your establishment
1: yeah absolutely um, we can be reached uh, a ton of different ways the quickest and easiest way most people find us on Facebook or through the website and just send us a direct message that all gets forwarded over to me and then we take a look at the calendar um, we used to be booked three months out at a time and now we try to book about five <laughs> weeks at a time because we never know when we're gonna have to yeah. close the doors and crush dreams again <laughs> yeah so hopefully that won't happen
0: well we, we get a lot of emails or um and sometimes the 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 direct messages where people are like hey you know check these guys out you know is that a good way for you to i mean what what do you recommend people to do if they said hey i have a band or i'm a duo or i'm a an acoustic act or something you know would what's the what's the best way you would like for them to contact you
1: we are big on uh simplicity i love a good uh I love a good email um rory at cult classic and uh, if you have links up that have video is great because yeah. I, I like to see if it's actually you performing the stuff or you know yeah. just recording some acoustic tracks uh, but anything you have content wise that lets us get a feel for it um usually what we do when it comes to musicians and a lot of entertainers is we'll try to funnel them through our open mic night on Tuesday which is really massive that's usually booked up a a week or so in advance and then um, you know once they've struck their stuff on stage once or twice and everybody's hooked on them down there um, we'll either give them an opening spot or if they want to headline a show um, we'll bring them in that way
0: nice yeah. so your um, Tuesday night open mic what is uh, what are the times for that like from to
1: yeah we um, we officially have it listed as uh, 7 p.m. until the music stops um, <laughs> we try to be done with the music before 11 o'clock um, that's kind of our late night uh, but we don't put that on the door because then we'd have to be there all night yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it's uh, typically we have about 9 to, 9 to 12 performers that go up there it starts with some uh, acoustic stuff and then it'll usually ramp up into full bands and at the end of the night there's usually a big old jam with six or seven socially distanced musicians on stage um, <laughs> rocking out to songs they all know and love and it, it's really fun to watch the mingling of you know all these people who play different genres of music going up there and playing one you know uh, Nirvana song or ACDC song that they all love and, and then the crowd eats it up and makes for a really great photo opportunity and I'm hoping all that stuff's gonna be around um, 25 years from now, and we've yeah. established ourselves as the music venue, and I can go back and say, hey, look, when when Justin Singleton played with yeah, this right. guy, that guy, and this guy.
0: Well, speaking of um, music venues, I mean, you're one of the few
1: down on, you know, the Kent Island area, Stevensville area, is that correct? Yeah, there's, um, there's probably five or ten different bars that have live music. Um, we tried to distinguish ourselves by building a listening room which lets people see the show. Thank you. I do not know if you can see me. <laughs> um, we tried to establish a listening room that really lets people go in and enjoy the music. A lot of times what we found at bars is you've got half the people close to the stage who really want to enjoy the show and then you've got the other half in the back getting loud and rowdy. Um, we don't mind either but we prefer them separated so that the people who want to do their thing aren't being shushed by the others um, and everybody seems to win with the, the listening room separation so we're, we're really proud of that stage
0: yes it is very nice we've uh, like i said we've been there a couple of times you got your uh sound guys in the back you know making sure everybody sounds optimal and you know the stage is high enough to where you know any seat or any spot in the room is you know you got the best seat ultimately
1: yeah.
0: Um, so yeah that's that's pretty nice and yeah we can't wait until you guys do have a regularly scheduled uh, I guess act showing up on a, on a regular basis yeah. now what about uh, are there any upcoming plans in the near future or far distant future for the brewery itself
1: we um have a never-ending list of plans but uh, a couple things that we have on the radar uh we're moving that farmers market indoors if all goes well um and then with that space after the winter and when the farmers market moves back outdoors we're really hoping to uh, get our ducks in a row and and possibly put a larger um, entertainment venue together next door to our entertainment venue Um, because we um i think we really want to see live national acts Coming across the the Bay Bridge and, and giving people on the shore an opportunity to, to see these incredible shows without having to go out and worry about parking and driving forty minutes into the city and all the other expenses that come with that we we want to bring we want to bring the national acts.
0: So you would build where that parking lot
1: is? Uh, no, we have um, roughly five thousand square feet of unused space uh, that uh, is just a holding site for construction material from the brewery build-out that we've been working on cleaning for the last couple weeks. And when that's fully cleaned, uh, I think it'll be be ripe for somebody to go build a stage in there.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be really nice. um, Cause uh, I mean, a lot of the big acts, they do, hey, yeah, it's great. We can sell out a stadium or venue, but some of them, when they're getting ready for their tour or something, they wanna hit some smaller spots just to kind of test the waters and you know you guys are uh, positioned to be uh, you know the place for them to just step on across the the Chesapeake Bay and have at it and kind of entertain all of us folks over here and then get back over there to the Western Shore where they might feel a little bit more comfortable Um,
1: anything else in the works for the brewery yeah we are um... Where the side lot is that holds our our farmers market now, um, we are hoping uh, over the winter to get some work done and design that to be a, a little more um, outdoor consumption-friendly site. So you're not necessarily hanging out in a in a parking lot. Um, uh, we have a, a lot of different ideas on how to make that happen. Um, I'm currently playing the lottery uh, actively, um, and I really really want to get a like a 200 foot. Uh, ferris wheel um so that you can go all the way up and see over the bay bridge and then look over the roof and all the weird stuff we painted on the roof at the brewery too
0: sounds good sounds yeah. really good um i
2: don't know
0: if you're
1: serious Well, <laughs> oh, i am <laughs> if I mean, anybody I, has I, one I, for I, sale no
0: i know <laughs> well i think with the parking lot in general over there i mean there's nothing better than a tailgate party you can just have everybody pull up and drop the tailgates and just sit out there and drink cult classic beer. Have some more of these these uh, equals beer and the sour. I think um, Rory b- brought some extra beer, Sean, if you want one. He's got the the sour and the strawberry blonde down there in the bottom.
1: I would have brought gin if I had known. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, size of the brewery plans i guess we've touched on it um any big acts coming down the pipe for you or any events
1: yeah we um we just left the santa con meeting um and obviously with with COVID, which has been brought up 18 times now. You have to drink every time we say COVID, go back and start over. Um, with that, we it's, it's going to change the format. Um, they, they have about 12 to 1,500 people who participate every year, and it's a huge event that raises almost $25,000 $25, for charity last year. Um, we're hoping to do part family-friendly, looking at a whole weekend worth of events, um, and then there's five different bars all kind of in the same mile, mile-and-a-half stretch on Kent Island that... Um, partner with five different charities. So we'll be working with Adopt-a-Bear. Um, Ken Island Beach Cleanups will be down there. Not My Child will be down there. The Rosella Foundation will be down there. And the Jacob Sloan Foundation um, will all be participants.
0: So when can people kind of look for that to yeah, possibly we, happen?
1: We hope to, um, to to drop that info next week online. And then uh, that'll be the weekend of December 5th. Okay. Um, and it'll be probably a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we're hoping to we know we won't have the numbers uh, of, of folks dressed up and, and coming out and about uh, in the ways it has been in the past, but we're still hoping that the community gets together and raises, uh, um, you know, a nice, a nice sum of money for all these great charities that we want to work with. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, and I guess the last big question is when are all of the breweries in Queen Anne's <laughs> County going to get together and? And do something I don't know if it needs to be a competition or just a big hangout or or something I think um you had brought that up originally um, I know Nikki from 10 Ike has talked about doing something so I think the the people have spoken and we we just need to come up with a way to deliver
1: yeah I agree we originally, I think we had talked about a, a fall classic, like a slow pitch softball or wiffle ball where we could all kind of do a round robin against each other. Um, you know, the, the fans and the and the, the brewers, etc. cetera. Uh, but it sounds like each venue is is ready to host its own event. So we'll just have to find some time, I guess. I guess we may be looking at early 2021, but the sooner the better. I liked your, your dirt bike idea, doing the, the racetrack out here, the go-karting. I thought that was... <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to watching all the brewers get on.
2: Currently we're set up for mud rustling. Yeah,
0: but the way the fields are around here, oh, it would be... Um,
1: oh, we could do like mud tug of war. I like that. I like that a lot.
0: So if we were going to do the dirt no bike, bike, each brewery would have to buy yeah. a specified dirt bike.
1: Mods and, allowed? No mods? Uh, <laughs> no no mods. No mods,
0: no mods just allowed. Just stickers? It's just the driving ability. And uh, yeah massive amounts of stickers sponsorships
1: Ooh, yeah definitely sponsorships. we get all kinds of NASCAR style coveralls and yep and all
0: money. monies could go to like you know different charity of uh, whoever yeah you know all participants get to donate to a charity or a drive for a charity of their choice yeah. I think it'd be a nice little um, Now we used to have a mini bike but uh, I think that was our what do you call it a uh, our uh, midlife
2: crisis no
0: or freshman failure or something we got it and it was like oh yeah this is great but then we started driving it and it was like this is beating the hell out of my body I should have spent the extra $100 on the one with rear shocks so that's gonna be my uh, recommendation for our stock mini bike is that it has rear shocks and front shocks yeah because otherwise you just beat yourself to death and, and that's super padded seat yeah and that's yeah, why none we uh, are
1: young or getting younger so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm 29 I'm. Well.
0: <laughs> so that's that's good that was uh I think we can kind of explore that a little bit more and I think our um all of our patrons, uh, Cult Classic, uh, Patriot Acres, I think all of them would love to come out. And Even though we tried to do a Christmas tree bonfire last year, the county shut us down. But I think we found some loopholes in that to where instead of burning other people's Christmas trees, we can just cut a bunch of wood back in the woods. As long as it's our wood, we should be able to have a bonfire.
1: Yeah, as long as it's grown on, on your farm yeah. acreage right yep. I now, mean, that seems... <laughs>
0: They'll never know. We'll, and the fire department's up for it. We'll just clear that big thing out. We'll just ride dirt bikes around the, the bonfire. You what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> go I could
1: go wrong? had a question for you guys too. Um, I one of the things that uh, the first time I came up here, I just fell in love with was was drinking with the animals. They are so much better than people. Yes. And I was thinking, if you guys were into it, maybe you could give us a little feature, a little snippet of one different featured animal each each podcast or something. Like, the, like you know, that. the history, how long they've been with us. Like, security is... I got so many questions about security.
2: Oh, ask away.
1: Uh, <laughs> when did security join the family?
2: Ah. Uh, he will be four in February, we got him when he was four months old, so that was about three he's, and a half years.
0: He's a little older than the other ones, he was down in what, North, North Carolina.
2: Carolina,
0: Yeah. so a friend of a friend, I believe, dropped him A friend
2: him of mine, off. yeah, she, we both come from Salisbury, she lived down there and she was coming up here to visit family and she actually sold two of her puppies, Security and another one. To me and another lady, like down in Whaley'sville. so she was just like, all right. So she just packed everybody up and came up and dropped everybody
1: off. Mm. That's a long drive from North Carolina with puppy farts. Now, especially
0: these marmas hate riding in vehicles. They're they're
1: not fans of the I feel like they like to be in charge. Yeah. If they were driving, they might like it better. They're
2: different. Probably. (laughs) They're very independent. They're very independently thinking. I think that's why I like them so much, because I'm independently thinking. I don't follow them.
0: I think security is a little bit more unique. I actually corrected him one time, (laughs) and he actually got mad at me for like two weeks. (laughs) He wouldn't talk to me or anything for like two weeks, and... He'd just give me dirty looks, he wouldn't come up to me or anything and I was like, I've never been like shamed like that before in my life by a dog, so
2: I think he was like attacking the cat or something for doing something. Yeah, wrong. we were doing
0: something with hay and he did something and I kinda I think I you know, tapped him on his butt or something, he was like, How dare you? <laughs>
2: Have you corrected him since though? No. So technically he he corrected you? you. Yeah, yeah. He kinda he knows what he's he
0: knows what he's doing, he's like, dude, don't ever challenge me ever again. So I'm like, All right, that's kinda cool. Yeah, I was a little bit worried when you brought that up because I thought you were going to ask us to bring the animals down to call classic. Oh, uh, they're
1: welcome on the porch, uh, but they don't like to drive. You know, that's what I learned today. So. I mean, we could bring some of the goats down and just let them into the, you know, your soundstage area. And... I got some brush I need cleared up by the road. I mean, if I could get a goat or two for a week, we could do some damage out there.
2: Actually, Leo didn't do too bad when I had to take him to the vet. It's just getting him in the truck, which is the challenge. It took both of us.
1: Yeah, we had to trick him somehow. Yeah,
2: once you got him in there, he was fine. you build a
1: fake wall in front of the truck and open the
0: door? We had to lift him with a towel and then throw
2: him in. Sedate
0: him. I thought hopefully we won't have to do that for a while. Um, Well, I think that's all the questions I had. Uh, Shauna, any questions?
2: Um curious because i remember seeing your name when i was in college at briefly at chesapeake what what made you transition from
1: higher education
2: if you can call it that to beer
1: um so my my moonlight gig for the last 12 years has been live music and uh beer kind of goes hand in hand with that a lot of times um and so uh I was out four or five nights a week with the band, playing shows, and um, got to meet a lot of people and spent a lot of time in the service industry on that front, and enjoyed it. And there was a lot of change happening where I was, and I wasn't. Um, I I wasn't looking forward to staying on board because I didn't feel like everybody it was on
2: the same page.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Now I I, uh, I think. When you're a company and you hire people it's its uh, I know it can be difficult and the more people that you have it makes it harder and it's hard to separate between employee and family and all those things. I just think that when people have given X amount of years of service to your mission um, they deserve to be treated fairly and uh, I was ready to move on. Um, yeah.
2: That being said, I am very remiss that I did not take your class.
1: <laughs> uh, you would have you learned that I give extra credit um, if you hide dinosaur facts in your homework.
2: Oh, darn so. it.
1: <laughs> and, sadly, like...
2: See, I had a little kid at the time, too, so that would have been perfect. People was really like three at the time. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I was just giving points away. I, um, I really enjoyed Was that a
2: known fact or just like a, you know?
1: <laughs> I think it got around because okay. my classes, I think my classes filled up kind of quick. Not that I was easy, but um, I knew wow. that the, the goal of the class was to teach the students what I needed to teach them and get them on. And it's not my job to test them left and right and, you know, um, give them a bunch of busy work and paperwork. I just want to know that yeah. they know how to get to the next step. I don't know. I I love I love working with college age students, and um, who knows? Someday when I'm too old to lift kegs all the time, maybe I'll have an opportunity to go back and talk to them about marketing in the beer industry.
0: That sounds like a a pretty good
1: class or course to take. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So do you have a degree in marketing or any?
1: Yes. Yeah. um, Communications and marketing, and then. um, That's what I was going
2: for. Was for marketing. Yeah. It's funny, because you can change just a little teeny-tiny thing and,
1: you know, really... Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I'm majoring in poli-sci. No, marketing. I changed two classes. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I have gonna, just one question for you guys. Um, uh, surprise beers coming up for the holiday season. What do you got? Um,
0: I would like to do a barley wine, just because... Um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of high ABV beers, but uh, back in the day when I was in the National Guard, we'd go to Duke Laws and get their what was it, Devil's Milk? Maybe. Uh, is that what
1: it's called? Sweet Baby Jesus. No, no, that was their peanut butter. No. Right, right? They had a Poor barley man. wine.
0: I think it was called Devil's Milk or something. Milk, Dragon's Milk or something. Know, something like that. But it was like you know, thirteen percent, and uh, it was just. It tasted really good. It was a little, it had a little punch to it. But if I could, you know, recreate something half as good as that, I'd be pretty happy. And it would just be a limited, you know, limited uh, style beer. Other than that, um,
2: we don't generally think that far ahead.
1: Honestly. I don't think, do we? No. Like, Five weeks from December.
0: I
2: know. Yeah. That's scary. Well see that's where I am with soap because I try to do soap. <laughs> I know it sounds silly. But, you know, in the summertime I'm thinking, okay, well I've got to start working on my fall scents because everybody's everybody's all pumpkin spice stupid right now. It's no offense if you like pumpkin spice, but um, you know, so I have to like in the summertime I've gotta start, you know, preparing for that. And then now I'm preparing for Christmas smells and
0: It takes a while for the soap to, I guess, mature cure. But yeah, um, other than a barley wine, maybe something similar to the Founders, the CBS, KBS series. Something nice and, you know, it's that time of the year where, you know, stout fans really get to kind of, you know, get out there and be like, yeah, this is awesome and... Um, you can do so much because during the summer you don't want the dark beers so this is the time of year to really get those stouts up on the tap list the ones and try to mess with those flavors so all summer long we've messed with summer flavors you know the fruits and this and that so now we want the roasted barley and the chocolates and those types of things where we can really kind um, of want to say maybe showcase some of our small batch um, you know the way we can do you know two barrels at a time and kind of that's it, you know, our one offs, which everything seems like a one off anymore, but uh, like, all right, we're doing two barrels of this and we're gonna change the recipe a little bit and add some banana flavor or throw some chocolate in there, some peanut butter, and um. Our small window will probably go until February or March with those types of efforts. And then, you know, we're getting ready for summertime again. But we love, you know, just coming up with different things, adding different things to it. And, you know, and that just kind of goes to show you we're always trying to, you know, show tribute to the beers that we grew up on whether it's the, the devil's milk or the Founder stuff that, you know, you can't even find those beers hardly. Or...
1: you got great quotes on this thing, man. <laughs> the beers you grew up on. <laughs> I dig it. And then last week it was you're either lost or you're really good at finding new breweries. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. I
0: don't want to call it a scavenger hunt, but uh, I did get... Uh, accosted up at Bayhead's about a month ago Bayhead's in Chesapeake City uh, went in there just to get a four pack and a lady's like how come there isn't a beer trail in Maryland I was just like listen lady I'm just trying to get beer and get out of here I was like call Kevin Attucks. <laughs> I'm very
2: sad because I just had a really good idea but I looked it up online and someone's <laughs> already done it uh, Google. I hate <laughs> when that happens I was like man I'm like the first to think of this
1: We've had that happen before. Yeah, It's probably the Neuralink you didn't know was already installed and it read your thoughts and they built a fake website. Yeah. It's, it's probably just, it's the, just like the that AI, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I do love free email. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me this yeah. was this was a blast i always love talking about beer and all the weird stuff we're doing down there
0: well i mean we we didn't know how things are going to work out and if we can have this easy of an interview or just a discussion or chat with um our goal was just to chat with all the guys and promote their breweries as well so we can get bull and goat and Ike and you know we'll we'll go outside the county and hit up um you know, like I said, Bayheads, Elk River, some of them boys, and um, you know Ace down in Talbot County. I love Ace. He's, He's so been funny. a really uh, good friend to us for some of our uh, missteps in the past, where we had to reach out for assistance. And uh, you know, that's all we want to do.
2: Well, plus right now, especially especially right now with the current political situation, I think people really, yeah. People really are receptive to people that can get along, and in the breweries, there's such camaraderie—I mean, camaraderie—that you know, people. I guess are kind of interested, or they're blown away yeah, that they're, we they're all get like, along. Yeah, just like, what do you mean, you all?
0: You know, I wish I had more time in the day to like go to everybody's place, like. Thursdays, I used to love going to Bull and Goat and then, you know, come, well, Thursdays going down to the farmer's market at your place. Yeah. And, you know, we like to bring Cooper with us, our ambassador of fun, monitor of the playground. Um, but, you know, he's busy doing black belt stuff that, uh, you we're know. We're rolling is,
1: like a wheat. And, and <laughs> now we're open
2: on Thursdays because we got to pay for this new building. Yeah. So yeah.
0: It just screws everything up, man. We have to figure out some place needs to have like an industry night where it's just only it's like yeah. invite only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll
2: <laughs> super, have to be like a Monday because club.
1: everybody's closed on Monday, so we
0: can. That's the yeah. night we go out. So yeah. we go out to dinner on Mondays. But all where, the breweries are closed. Yeah, I'll
1: get my I'll get my bar open in my place. Yeah,
0: I'll
1: bring everybody back to the hilltop.
0: <laughs> <up. laughs> yeah, don't even start about that discussion. <laughs> where it goes back to that's where my uh, uncle's family grew up. That's where my uncle grew up. So, yeah, that should be. Kind of interesting. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Again, this is our nice little discussion with Mr. Rory Flood from Cult Classic Brewing Brewery Company. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to call it, just call it Cult Classic. Join the cult, baby. And uh, yeah, join the cult. Go down, visit. They uh, are down in Kent Island, Stevensville area. You can't miss them. They got awesome beer, awesome food, They're awesome. A
2: bar
0: and a grocery store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bar and a hashtag. Bar and a grocery store. <laughs> um, definitely swing by there when you get a chance. Check out their beer. Equals B. Shauna's drinking the sour. I'm drinking the, the juicy mosaic double IPA. Um, you can't go wrong with any of their choices. So thanks for listening. And tune in next time for yet another brewery that we have a, a good chit chat sit down with. Thanks. Cheers. Prost.